drop in for Brothers Comics today. I am the producer, uh, aka Lil Hutch. Uh, to my left is the person that is always to my left. Who's to my left? It's Big Hutch. Big, big, big Hutch. Yeah, all right. So um, I gave you that drop in tonight from the uh, glorious movie Glory from 1988 starring Denzel Washington. Academy Award winner Denzel Washington for Best Supporting right? Actor. Uh, he was best supporting actor in that movie where he won, and then his next win was for, for uh, Training, Training Day, Day, which Ugh. was not one of his better performances, but that's a podcast for a different time and a different day. Um, it's just Big Hotch and I tonight. Uh, we are doing a kind of a side, angle side podcast on something else that's different from the comic book corner, different from the Brothers Comics podcast when we have female perspective, different from Game of Thrones, obviously. Um, this is going to be a Founders podcast. Uh, Big Hotch and I came up with the idea of Brothers Comic a long time ago. I want to say the first thought of it was probably when our grandmother passed away. And this was, we're almost working on 20 years of, our, of that. And just the idea of talking about, like, if we ever had the ends and the money to do so, we would open up our own comic store. Also known as the Widowmaker. Yeah, although, yeah, well, we would open up our own comic book store. It would be called Brothers Comics because we're brothers and, um, and brothers and brothers and uh it was just you know we kind of it kind of just kind of gone from there you know and many nights of not hitting the lottery uh and not making that dream possibly happen uh so this is the founders podcast i get to do this with my brother every couple of weeks uh, every week it, it's it's a, it's been a lot of fun so we're the we're the founders go ahead big Hunch. if we were to open up a comic book store if we were to open up in our hometown where would it be um you know, it do, I don't know that you could put a comic book store on the west side of town in our particular hometown, only for the sake that it might get robbed. So I would probably say you'd have to put it in downtown. I mean, there's been, there was a successful comic book store. There was a successful magazine store downtown in downtown Dayton. And I think that would actually work. Um, it's central to both major sides of town. I, I think a successful store in the downtown metro area would have probably worked out. Yeah, an arcade. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, it's a going as a grand opening, grand closing because uh, it wouldn't have lasted very long in that spot. No. But anywho, uh, what brought us together today, what led into that drop in or whatever, was the issue of Sam Wilson, Captain America number ten. Now, if you listen to the comic book corner two weeks ago. You know that we talked about the death of James Rode, a.k.a. War Machine, a.k.a. Black Iron Man, um, as the catalyst for the start of Civil War II. Thanos, the Mad Titan Thanos, kills James Rhodes, and we won't get into all the other stuff about Civil War II, but basically, Rhodey is dead. Um, you want to give your thoughts on that? We talked about it a little bit on that podcast. Uh, War Machine, he, was kind, he is kind of cool, but... Brother, he needs some defense. <laughs> and there was, I mean, War Machine has always been full of firepower with the missiles on his shoulder pads and stuff. 
but it was always light and, and defense. And you got, I mean, you should have known that. Right. All right. Uh, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Well, he he doesn't make it through. And again, we talked about the death of black characters just for the sake of uh, moving stories forward, especially in light of what they did to Bill Foster ten years ago and killing Black Goliath. Mm-hmm. Um, but the the bigger issue is that when Sam Wilson, Captain America, came out. When you read the issue, and it's written by, uh, what's his name? Something Spencer. I can't remember his name off the top of my head. I have it here in front of me. Hold on. His name is Nick Spencer. And once I read the book, I actually had to go back to check to see if Nick Spencer was black. That's when I read it, I was like, this sound, I mean, this looks incredibly like a story that a person of color would write. I, I, I agree. And then when I went online and went on his Twitter... Uh, he's not. Um, he's American as well. And I was like, okay, so we'll just kind of go over the issue. Basically, and we're going to look at it in two parts. Uh, one, about kind of black funerals. And two, uh, the fi- idea with the main idea of this story. So the story starts out with Sam Wilson talking about the things that he has to deal with being Captain America, black Captain America. And he's getting ready to go to War Machine's funeral. And so once he gets there, he gets into his best suit, naturally, because it's a black funeral. And he gets into his suit. And then when he goes to the back of the church where the, you know, where everybody is gathering, all the heroes are gathering, they're in the back room, and it's all the black superheroes. Like, it's all of them. Um, it's Storm, T'Challa, who else is black, Pan- oh, yeah, black Panther, who else is back there? Mm-hmm. Brother Voodoo. Yeah, Misty. Misty Knight, Knight. is there. Um... Luke Cage, Luke Cage uh, the fake Nick Fury, the Nick Fury well, Jr. Why that be fake? It's Nick Fury Jr. It's Jr.? Not like, really? Yeah, that's Nick Fury Jr. That's a whole other comic book oh, story. Too. Yeah. I didn't know that was... I didn't know uh, that And then uh, uh, Captain F- uh, Phasma, or, uh, the, she's always Captain Marvel to me, but... Uh, Fot- what's her name? Camp Photon. Photon. Yes, yeah. Photon. They're all in the back room, along with Storm as well. And basically they're gathering all together and this came up with david walker uh i like to call him the homie david walker we're still trying to get him on the podcast uh he's the writer of he was writing for cyborg for dc he wrote um he's writing nighthawk now and he's also currently writing uh power man and iron fist and i was listening to him on the podcast and he was saying that if all the black superheroes in marvel or dc whatever if you got them all together for something they would all know each other like, they all know each other. They all got each other on speed dial. They all, I mean, they know everything about one another. Would you agree with that? I would agree. Yeah, I mean, it's just, it's, it, it would, it's just exactly what would happen. If one of the black superheroes died, and, this, and now it's War Machine in this one, at some point in time, there's going to be a gathering of all of those heroes together to talk about what actually happened. Right. Yeah, I mean, it, it, there's no. This is exactly what would happen. They would all get together in the back room before they went out and talked to everybody people, else, aka majority tell majority, the, yeah. Uh, yeah, white folks. The white folks, exactly. They would all get together and they would figure this out. Now, if we, again, we were going to this idea of black funerals or whatever. Black funerals tend to be, you know, a, a, different. Different. It could be a home going. It's not a homecoming. It's a home going. You know, they're making their way back home, and that has obviously overt religious connotations to it. But based on the history of people, you you can you kind of know where that's going. 
and this is Rhodey's home homegoing, you know, and everybody's getting together to celebrate the life of Rhodey. You know, black people's funerals, again, tend to focus on a celebration of life. Not life yeah, yeah, not their death. And which is, can be a little bit different, and even though that celebration of life can, you know, be upbeat and fun and songs and storytelling, you know, there also are moments of, you know, jumping on caskets, yeah. trying to jump into the grave and whatnot as well. <laughs> yeah, that's, uh, yeah, they can get, it's, it's always when they take, push that casket down. But yeah, right. for me anyway. But yeah, yeah that's right. For the most part, you, you, you know, you're sad for a moment, but you remember all the stories. And all the things that this person did in your life to make you who you are. Right. And so this is what they do with Rhodey in this issue. You know, it's a lot of hand-holding, a lot of dap, a lot of hugs, like a lot of, man, I haven't seen you in such a long time. But this is exactly what would happen. So all the black superheroes would have each other on speed dial. There's no doubt about it. And even, like I said, Storm and, and Black Panther are together. And the last time I saw them together, they was... Trade blows. Yeah, <laughs> in the uh, original Secret Wars as well. Um, but they would still know each other. Yeah. You know, she would still be like, T'Challa, I ain't got my vibranium check this month. Like, I need to get my vibranium check. Well, you need after, to well, after uh, Christina Brown passed away, that, that was some stuff. Right. Yeah. yeah. I mean, there's always going to be, like, hey, Nick. Nick Fury, hey Nick, I got you two uh, courtside to the uh, to the Knicks tonight. Next is Spike Lee. You want to come through? Yeah, T'Challa, come on through. Yeah. That's exactly who's going to call. Sam Wilson got some tickets to the Giants or the Jets game. He's not calling Captain America, man. I know that's his best friend or whatever. He ain't calling him. He's going to be calling Luke Cage. Like, hey man, can uh, Jessica Jones gonna let you out the house tonight? You can come watch the football game. That's exactly what would happen. And so the fact that they all get together to celebrate Sam Wilson's life is not a surprise at all. And then it comes down to this idea of, like, who's going to speak at his funeral right. to give the eulogy? Like, that's the biggest thing. And, of course, you would think that it would be Tony Stark. because Tony, be Tony Stark. Right, because Tony is his best friend, air quotation marks, but Tony is allegedly too devastated to speak. So who do you think would give the speech of all the black heroes? Uh, I thought it'd be Black Panther. Right. Uh, it, go ahead. Uh, Black Panther, uh, you know, somebody to actually fought with, perhaps. Maybe, uh, I mean, even Avenger. Right. Um, somebody, well, a Luke Cage? Uh, yeah. Somebody no. like that. Well, it falls on Sam Wilson, Captain America. And the idea is presented to him by Misty Knight is that, look, you're Captain America. You're not Black Captain America. You're Captain America even though you didn't necessarily know Rhodey as well as maybe some other people did, your role or your position as Captain America kind of dictates that you are the person that actually makes this happen. You are the person that has to give this eulogy. And she gets on him pretty good. I mean, she steals it with a kiss at the end, but basically she's like, you're the person that needs to deliver this speech, and you need to do it. And so as the book goes on and he delivers his eulogy, you know, the church and the streets are packed, you know, full of heroes inside the church and then outside the church full of, you know, mourners. And they do a designated job of looking into the crowd of seeing people of color in the crowd. Could you imagine? Think about this. Could you imagine if there were black superheroes? Yes. And one of the, I mean, you could debate whatever, but you, you could say that uh, Rhodey would be top five probably in black superheroes. 
Top ten. They're barely ten of them to begin with. But okay, so you got Storm, Black Panther. Uh, he ahead of Brother Voodoo. He, he ahead of Photon. He's uh, ahead of Sam Wilson, Captain America. Well, that's probably close. Yeah. He's ahead of Misty Knight. What about oh, Nick Fury? He's ahead of that dude. I mean, he's ahead of most of the black heroes in, in Marvel, at least. Can uh, think the, of, the, tell the, me. The Prowler? Oh. Come on, man. <laughs> Rocket Racer. Uh, I mean, he's ahead of those. My, Miles Morales, he'd be behind him. I mean, he's in there. So if a black superhero died, black people would flood the streets to mourn that particular hero. Yeah, I mean, think about what happened to Muhammad Ali like a couple weeks ago. I mean, the streets were flooded with people that were damn too young to know anything about Muhammad Ali that wasn't told to them by a relative. Mm. So if there were black superheroes and people had saw this dude flying and fighting against villains or whatever like that, I mean, people would be like, yo, man, I'm going out in the streets and going to pay my respects to Rhodey. He was also a Marine. Right. Right. So, so a yeah. Decor- a highly decorated Marine. He worked for the Defense Department and all that stuff, too. Right. And, and yeah, all that stuff. Yeah, so villains, I mean, excuse me, heroes come out and they pay their respects there. There's shots of the crowd, of all that. And then, you know, Sam gives his eulogy of him. And basically saying that, you know, Rhodey wouldn't want us to stop and we had to go and we have to move on and do those types of things. But again, the book is peppered with so many shots of people of color. And this is exactly how this would play out. Like, if this happened in real life, this is exactly how it would play out. Black people would turn out in droves to see the funeral for a war machine. And black heroes would turn out in droves to see, you know, to to kind of prop up war machine after he died. And I'll take it a step further. I would imagine that a bunch of black villains would have showed up too. Not to kill him, but to pay their respect. Pay their... Interesting... So, did, is there any? I'm just looking through the crowd. Maybe they wouldn't be in costume, perhaps. Right. But, uh, sure. Um, yeah, no rocket racer. <laughs> no, uh. Yeah, no, I mean, yeah, exactly. Not a lot of black villains, anyway. What was that? Moses Magnum didn't show up to the funeral. Oh, that that we know of. Yeah, that that we know of. I mean, he could have been there. The big Brother. Yeah, it, it, uh, Let's see who else was, uh. Yeah, there's some, there's like 12 black villains. Yeah, well, you know who wasn't there? Black Goliath, because he's also dead. Yeah. So, all right. So. I, you know, the book kind of goes on with Sam giving his speech and, you know. This, and, I, I t- in my years of watching comics or reading comics, whatever, this was a very interesting take on a superhero dying and a black superhero dying because, like I said, it did seem to be, I thought somebody of color wrote this. It, I mean, it's very touching. It is very, you know, heartfelt. And, you know, it's one of those... It's, it's, it's a great episode, a right. great, great issue. Yeah, and then even after it's over, the black heroes all get together again in a small kind of gathering spot to eat. And this is exactly what would happen. Mm-hmm. You know, the funeral's over, you go back to Storm's crib, somebody done brought some chicken and some collard greens and some bacon and some mac and cheese and something. There's not no pictures of that I'm in there. I'm about to say, yeah, wait a minute, <laughs> I'm like, wait a minute, this was written by a black person. <laughs> This was a ghost writer. This was a yeah. This was a bro writer. Yeah, this is a bro writer. Yeah, I mean, but it's what would happen. Yeah. Think of every black funeral you done been to. Yes, you got to do the, your public front part for everybody else, but then your small intimate group after it's over is going to get together and talk about what had happened. Oh, that part was nice. Or they look good in the coffin or whatever. All that shit that you have to talk about, and then you're gonna sit and you're gonna eat some more. Because if nothing else, if a black person's death generates 
ridiculous amounts of food for the family. Ridiculous yeah. amounts of food. I mean, and again, and, and, and usually good memories too. Usually good memories, but good memories over food. And you know, and that's a great time to have, and it's a great level of community that you have with, with black funerals or whatever. And I know white people, y'all don't. I mean, if you're a white person listening to this, y'all, y'all don't grieve the same way as black people do. It's just different. <laughs> Why are you laughing? Why, like I'm telling an untruth. Uh, I've been to a couple on both sides of the ledger. Uh, the the ones of the colored ones are a little bit more lively. Right. I'll grant you that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, I mean, it's just different, and it's not bad different. It's just different. Yeah. And so now, like I said, you know, this is what would happen. They would get together in the front part. They would get together on the back part to talk about what had happened, and you know, how we move forward. And that's it. And you know, I, I just I just thought that it was like a, such a great issue that. I wanted to kind of highlight it to kind of talk about, you know, that to see, you know, to kind of give it a highlight and give it in its place because a lot of times these things will get skipped over. And we talked a little bit about this before we got started about how, you know, how they treated Bill Foster like shit for his funeral. That one, that they killed him, that was bad. Two, they gave him a shit funeral where they couldn't even shrink him down and they wrapped him up in, in, in chains. chains. Yeah, that's. That, that, there was a lot of symbolism in that. You got that, that right. That wasn't cool. That was not cool at all. And, you know, at least I think even though they shouldn't have killed Rhodey or they could have killed anybody else in this whole thing, at least they gave him a proper send-off. They got that part right. Maybe he was a scroll. That might help. I mean, you, this is going to get retconned. They don't have enough black people to be killing off. So, I mean, at some point in time, I'm sure he will be back. But, and blacker than ever. And I'm sure he will be back, but at least if they screwed up giving him his death, they at least didn't screw up his funeral or his home going. And I think that, you know, I don't want to give Marvel too many props for it because they shouldn't have killed him in the first place. But at least you got that part right. You didn't double down and do something stupid like you did with Bill Foster 10 years ago and bury that nigga in fucking chains and a a shroud of Terran. And a bunch of crap that they did from before. So, you know, right. you know, bravo for that part, Marvel. You still shouldn't have killed him. And bravo to Nick Spencer or whatever your name is, dude. I don't know who you consulted with. Um, but you probably have been invited to a barbecue based on that. Um, so, <laughs> or bravo. A fu- or a funeral. Yeah, or a funeral or a barbecue. I'm not sure if you, your lady or your, your man is, is black or something. But you definitely did your research on this and talked to somebody because this is exactly how it would have went down. Now, there's been some talk online that I saw, too, that internet chatter that you, you know, social media chatter, that some people was upset, white people, were upset that, like, oh, well, why would it be about them getting together? Why wouldn't, you know, somebody else give the speech because of what? They're just because he's black? Yes, exactly. (laughs) Yes, that's exactly why. Okay. If Tony Stark had died, and they wouldn't have killed him, if Tony Stark had died, would Rhodey have given the thing? No. Maybe, maybe, but probably not. It no. probably would have been freaking Captain, Captain America. America. Yep, it would have been Captain America. They no. wouldn't have done it that way. It would have been somebody white that would have usualized him. And I don't think that that's, you know, I, I think this is exactly what would have happened. Yeah. So, uh, again, so props to you, Mr. Spencer. Well done, my good and faithful servant. Um, you did a great job about that book. Go ahead. You had some. I was going to say, um, yeah, I, now I'm, this is, I mean, I think I saw Sam Wilson as Captain America. I got the new Avengers 1 
I think he was a there, and I remember that's the only. This is the second time I've seen Sam Wilson as Captain America. Okay. So, and I yeah, go ahead. I was gonna say, I mean, it's so far it's pretty cool. Um, let's see. Let's hope it lasts. It'd be that'd be different. Well, and that's the other thing that I posted on the website today at brotherscomics.com, b r o t h a s comics.com, about uh, comics and Plessy versus Ferguson. Now, again, we don't gonna get into too many. Uh, Supreme Court justice rulings and rule of law. Ain't that from 18-something? I can't remember the exact time, but if you're not sure, Plessy versus Ferguson essentially made discrimination legal as long as everything was uh, separate equal. but equal. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, as long as it was equal. Now, no, nothing can be separate and equal. It's a false... Uh, like, narrative. Yeah, it's a false narrative. It's not, it's not possible. Um, and again, eventually, the, United, the Supreme Court had to overturn that because even they figured it out. But Plessy versus Ferguson established this, this principle of being things being separate and equal. It's not. And then I kind of turned that into the trend of current modern comics about how a lot of st- uh, traditionally white characters are now being turned into... People of color. Yeah, people of color in those comic books. And it's becoming essentially, you know, do you see them as equal? Okay, Amadeus Cho is the Asian Hulk. But that's how he's described He's still green, but it's like, oh, that's the Asian Hulk. He's totally awesome Hulk. He's the day's Asian dude. And Sam Wilson is Captain America, but people describe him as... The black Captain America. Right. You know, uh, Jane Foster is Thor. She's described as the female Thor. Yeah. You know, uh, the Ultimates, which is one of the uh, superpower teams, they're like the Black Avengers. It's like Black Panther, uh, Captain uh, Photon. Uh, like, it's just black... I mean, people just see it that way. Right. But are they equal? You know, are they equal to their white counterparts, or do people see them as equal? And my thought process is no. Uh, people see them as placeholders, and I see them as placeholders too. That they don't keep the, you know, at some point in time, you know, Bruce Banner is going to be the Hulk again. At some point in time, you know, um, the Avengers are going to be the Avengers. You know, at some point in time, Bruce right. Banner is going to be the Hulk. Like at some point in time, this is going to happen, right? Right. So. If that's going to happen, then they're, they're just placeholders. And why don't they invest their time in creating new characters? New characters. Right, giving them a push and a, you know, to use wrestling terms, to give them a push to make and, make and establish that character as opposed to putting a black person in there for two years. Because, that. yeah, at, at some point in time, Steve Rogers is going to be Captain America, right? Yeah, right, Steve Rogers is going to be Captain America. Peter Parker is going to be Spider-Man. Right, right. And, and, you know, they'll... Right, they're going to become the mainstream. They'll do whatever a rebirth or a whatever, whatever comic book trick there is. They'll bring back all the original characters because MTV demands it. Right, and so, and then it kind of pisses me off. You know, it's like Spider-Man. Miles Morales is the domestic Spider-Man, air quotation. <laughs> so he works just in New York. Okay, but Peter Parker is the international Spider-Man. What the fuck is that shit? That's like that's like when you, when you go see a play. If you see the play before prime time, you get all the backup people. Yeah. And if you if you see it at prime time, you pay premium price and you get the real actors. Yeah, it's right. I'm gonna see Hamilton in New York. I'm gonna see like Lynn Manuel and all the stars. But when that shit comes to the uh, the the Bronson Theater in, in Bronson, Missouri, I ain't getting to see Lynn Manuel. I'm You're getting to see, see Razmatan. Yeah, getting to see <laughs> getting to see some some who the hell is this dude? Right. You know, performing this particular play, right. um, and and that's what it is. And I, I mean, and again, 
I like the character. It's not like I don't like Miles Morales. I kind of like that Totally Awesome Hawk book, too. I like uh, the new, like, what's Kamala Khan. I think she's Captain Marvel or whatever. I like uh, America Chavez. Like, I mean, they've given, like, some characters. I mean, new it's, life. Yeah, it's a new life. But, man, Peter Parker's been Spider-Man for, what, 50 goddamn years? Almost 60. It's almost 60 years. I think we done tore that story down enough, man. Right? I've seen, I've seen Mary Jane. I've seen Gwen Stacy. I, yeah, I seen them all. I, I mean, at a point, like, what the fuck? Uh, honestly, <laughs> Captain America been Captain America for 75 years, man. 75 damn years. Steve Rogers has had his run, man. Let somebody else be Steve Rogers. Let Sam Wilson be Steve Rogers. Give him some super soldier serum and just let him be Steve Rogers. Steve <laughs> Rogers should be dead anyway by now. <laughs> well, I mean, majority TV says that they like their characters like they like their sugar. White, <laughs> white, yeah. So and and, and DC, you not. I know we run in Marvel. Y'all ain't exempt from this shit either. With your black Wally West and your black Green Lantern, and your black Green Lantern. But, hey, but you know what? He has survived for about. I think he's been around for about twenty years. Well, he's been longer, longer than that, I think. But, but maybe thirty. But see, and that, and, that, and when I posted that article on the website today, you know, some people came at me at Twitter and was like, you know. Everybody, lo- everybody loves John Stewart because of the Justice League cartoon. Right. Because he's been, that's the Green Lantern that they grew up with. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, yeah, that's right. But DC's steady trying to feed his fucking Hal Jordan. You, you saw who was in the movie. Exactly. And you saw as they trying to get it into Justice League, who they're trying to get into Justice League too. It's, it's, well, it's going to be uh, the, the Green Lantern core. We still got to have Hal Jordan. Man, 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 fuck Hal Jordan, man. <laughs> If there's a lot of characters that I freaking hate in comic books, Hal Jordan is one of them. He is one of the biggest milk toast, sorriest something to somethings of all time, man. He is. Um, I kind of like the Green Lantern. Uh, I mean, if you, if you think about it too hard, you're like, it's a dude with a ring who can make roller coasters and yeah. and a big gigantic uh, fighting glove. <laughs> and he's scared of yellow, but but what? But I still kind of like the character. As long as Tyrese is not John Stewart, I'd be perfectly okay with almost anybody they put in, and Jaden Smith. Or, is that right? Is that Jaden Smith? Yeah, okay, yeah. yeah. Anybody but Jaden Smith and Tyrese, I would be perfectly okay with whoever they pick. Sweet lady, you know, like sweet lady, won't you be? That's Tyrese, ain't it? Yeah, I don't fuck with Tyrese. <laughs> Yeah, that's, that's old. That's, we'll save that from a female perspective. Kid. I don't fuck with Tyrese at all. Uh, but, but, Annapolis? <laughs> don't get beat. <laughs> it's too late in the night to get beat up, man. So, yeah. So, that's... I mean, that's that's what it is. You know, nobody's exempt from this. Make, what was it? They made the... What the... What's... That's uh, Sandman's one of his favorites. Say it. Um, Firestar. Didn't they make... They had a black Firestar, too? Firestorm. Right? Firestorm, excuse me. They had yeah. a black Firestorm. Mm-hmm. Black Wally West. I mean, that, you yeah, know. right. They, right. There's a black Flash now, right? Yeah, that's yeah. There's Wally West oh. and, and Aqualad. You know, the black Aquaman. I mean, it's y'all ain't exempt from it either. I'm just picking on Marvel because it's just more obvious. But so just you know, create new characters. You know, like I said, we got an interview with uh, Jeffrey Thorne. He's the writer of Mosaic, a new character started by Marvel that should be up next week. You know, it's a brand new character. It's something new, something different. But is Marvel going to give him a push to make the character, establish the character, and make it well known to give it time to grow that character? And a lot of times they're not really good at that. They just want to, you know, try it, strut it out there, and then 
get what you can off the initial rush of it and then shit on it. Right. Um, so that, that that's, that's my thought, and that's it. All right, so we'll wrap up uh, this real brief podcast or whatever. Man, how you feeling, man, about, I guess there's 35 episodes of Brothers Comics, mm-hmm. and that's primarily with me, you, and female perspective. Yes. So 35 episodes in, how, how do you feel about just the, the overall whatever of Brothers Comics? We're putting you on the spot. I see. Um, when I, I was reluctant at first, I was like, we're just sitting here drinking, talking to the microphone. The last time I did this before podcasting, you rat feed me to mom. <laughs> <laughs> so um, yeah, so I was I was burnt, yeah. and I didn't. And so yes, I've had this stigma toward it going into this. So I mean, I've done we've done it several times now. I do enjoy it. I do enjoy the feedback. And then we, there are people out there that, that share the same ideals that we have, and that's kind of cool to see that. Right. I mean, it's open. It's a community out there that we didn't really know that existed a year ago. We thought that it existed. And, you know, it's like a freaking albino alligator. You know that it exists, or a million dollar bill, or whatever. Like you know that it exists, or it possibly could exist, but we didn't have we it. We didn't have it. Right. <laughs> yeah. We didn't have it. Didn't see it, and didn't communicate with it. And it's, you know, it's been like eye-opening that this group of, you know, know, some people don't like the term blurs. I'm a big fan of it. Some This group of community of blurs that are out there that are into the same stuff that we've been into for the last 35 years that is out there that enjoys this stuff. So the fact that people not only follow us, listen to us, share and trade and buy T-shirts about us. And, And argue. Yeah, and argue with us about some of these things is just amazing to me. I mean, it, it really is. I mean, as but in a sense that we are uh, uh, eternally grateful for the fact that, you know, that y'all listen to this and share it and those types of things. So uh, as the founders of Brothers Comics, we are, again, grateful. Yes, thank you very much. Yeah, we are very grateful for you. So as we continue to grow past year one, we just went over 900 followers on Twitter, just trying to get to 1,000. That's our next big goal. Real followers. Yeah, real followers. No bots. We take you bots out completely. And so we definitely uh, appreciate all uh, our followers and what y'all do and how y'all help spread the love for Brothers Comics. So from the founders, and again, that's from Big Hutch and Lil Hutch or the producer. Thank you, thank you, thank you. So... Guys, we're going to wrap this one up, um, and we'll have this up and post it for you. If you can, leave a review on whichever your favorite podcast app is, whether it be SoundCloud or iTunes. Or, tw- or, or Twitter. Well, that's not SoundCloud. SoundCloud. Yeah, but, but any, wherever you listen to it on SoundCloud or iTunes. we got to get us on Stitcher. People keep telling me you got to get it on Stitcher. I don't know what that is yet because I'm old, but I'm going to get on Stitcher and get the podcast on there. And uh, leave a comment on iTunes, uh, leave a review, whether it be four stars, five stars, three stars, whatever, leave a review on there. And so we can, you know, kind of get the word out so we can, you know, kind of get this spread out to more and more people. And if you have any ideals or something you want to you want to talk about or think about, I mean, we're open, we're we're wide open to any almost any uh, topic. We'll talk about it if you want to. And on some uh, formats, you can call in. And share your questions and your information. We're glad to listen. Yeah, you can get at us um, on Facebook at Brothers Hutchinson. 
You can get us, me, at Brothers Comics on Twitter. You can email us, us at Brothers Comics, B-R-O-T-H-A-S, comics, at gmail.com. You know, you can get us in any ways that you want to, and I will definitely get back to you to let you know about what's going on with Brothers Comics. So, I am going to sign off. I am the producer. Sign off, Big Hutch. Big Hutch signing off. All right, and we'll catch you on the other side. Look out for podcast 36 of Brothers Comics, and we'll get the female perspective back in here. And R.I.P. War Machine. Yeah, R.I.P. War Machine. And we got some real-life R.I.P.s we got to get to on Podcast 36 because 2016 still ain't playing, man. It's just awful. So, all right. We'll take y'all later. Peace.